What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm going to be going through my week one start sits at the tight end position. I've already put out videos for the running back, wide receiver, and quarterback positions. So if you haven't seen those, go check it out. If you're new to the channel for my start sits, I will go through every single matchup. So I'm going to be going through all 16 week one games. I'll be talking about every single fantasy relevant tight end, and I'll be listing them as either a start fringe option or a sit. So starts, these are the players that I feel very confident with in my lineup. Fringe options, you know, they might not feel great, but I think they're potentially startable in your lineup. Obviously the tight end position can fall off. There's not a, you know, immense amount of players that you feel super confident with. So there are going to be a lot of fringe options here in this specific video. And then sits, pretty self-explanatory. Ideally, these guys would not be starting in your lineup. If you all enjoy the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. If you have any start sit questions, you guys can drop it down below. All I ask is that you guys give me the format that you're playing in, like the scoring setting. So standard, half point PPR, PPR just uh, you know helps me answer the question as accurately as possible. But jumping into the first matchup of the week, we have the Lions taking on the Chiefs. And for the Lions here, I have Sam Laporta listed as a fringe option. Some people may not love the idea of starting a rookie tight end in week one, or honestly, a rookie tight end at any point here in their rookie season. The track record for rookie tight ends are definitely not great. But we look at this Lions team, it seems like Sam Laporta has separated himself as the tight end one here. This is also a team that is just going to need weapons to step up. You have Jamison Williams suspended to start off the season. Behind Amon Ra, there's really not a ton going on at the wide receiver position. And then you've got guys like Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, both rookies. I think Laporte is a fringe option. He'll probably build throughout the season, but if you're desperate, you didn't get one of like the top 10-ish tight ends, I do think he's playable here in week one if you need to. On the other side with the Chiefs, obviously Travis Kelsey drafted as the tight end one. He's a lock in your lineup every single week. Then moving over to Sunday, we have the Panthers taking on the Falcons. For the Panthers, I'm pretty out on pretty much everyone on this team for fantasy, with the exception of Miles Sanders, and then I guess like Mingo long-term, but Hayden Hurst, definitely not someone I'm interested in playing for fantasy football. And then on the other side, we have Kyle Pitts. I know he's a very polarizing player for fantasy football. Some people are very in on him. They think he's going to break out this year. Other people, you know, are not going to be fooled by drafting him. They want nothing to do with him. They think he's completely overrated. I think I fall somewhere in between. I do understand that Kyle Pitts could end up disappointing this season, but I also think he's one of the most talented tight ends in the NFL. He's going to be a start for me. He's being drafted as a top seven tight end. If he's drafted there, he should definitely be a start. And just as like a football fan, I'm rooting for him to have a breakout here. I'm rooting for him to have some solid quarterback play. Now with Desmond Ritter, Marcus Mariota was just not it for him. So he will be a start for fantasy, and hopefully he's able to put it together this season. In the next game, we have the Texans taking on the Ravens. For the Texans, I think Dalton Schultz is a lot of people's kind of favorite late round tight end. He has the opportunity to be one of the top targets on this team. This is a team that has a pretty unproven group at the wide receiver position. You have some rookies thrown in there. Nico Collins, you know, Robert Woods is like their veteran, but not a ton of established weapons or, you know, Robert Woods, who's kind of fallen off at this point. So he could be very involved from day one probably not going to be the best offense overall. So you're going to need for him to be one of the top targets. But week one, I think he's a solid fringe option. You probably don't love it with him as your starter, but he's a decent option. On the other side with the Ravens, Mark Andrews consensus tight end two. 
definitely someone you have locked into your lineup. In the next game, we have the Bengals taking on the Browns. For the Bengals here, I think Irv Smith Jr. has the potential like later on in the season to be someone who's potentially startable. He could have some touchdown upside week to week. But in week one, you know, with no buys, limited injuries, I would hope you do have a better option there at the tight end position. On the other side with the Browns, David Njoku is within that kind of like consensus top 10 tight ends. So I assume if you drafted him, you probably don't have a tight end that's much better than him. I think he's a solid start option here in week one. Very excited to see what this Browns offense looks like. Hopefully, you know, Deshaun Watson bounces back and that would help David Njoku. But I do think he's a solid start in week one. Another guy who's kind of in that tier with David Njoku, we have the Jaguars taking on the Colts, and I think Evan Ingram is in a similar spot. I expect this Jaguars offense to improve Trevor Lawrence's third season. They bring in Calvin Ridley. I think Evan Ingram is a nice tight end here that you should be able to rely on week to week. For the Colts, unfortunately, Jelani Woods is injured right now. Not saying that he would have been startable here in week one, but I do think he's like their most interesting tight end option definitely going to be sitting Mo Cox, who is currently listed as their tight end one. Moving over to the Buccaneers taking on the Vikings. I have Kate Otten listed as a sit here, but I do think Kate Otten honestly could become interesting. He was starting to make some noise towards the end of last season, getting some decent route participation numbers. If he can carry that over into this season, this Bucks offense maybe overachieves a little bit could potentially become playable, especially once we hit bye weeks. But in week one would be, you know, going somewhere else. On the other side with the Vikings, TJ Hawkinson just signed a new deal. He was going to be locked in as a starter regardless, but definitely one of the top tight end options this season. We have the Titans taking on the Saints. And I have both of these tight ends listed as fringe options. I think they're both kind of like mid-tier tight end twos. But once you get outside the top 10 tight ends, you know, it's just kind of like a huge tier of guys if we're being honest. So starting off with Chigo Conquo, he was wildly efficient on limited usage last season. The hope for Okonkwo is that he's able to kind of maintain that efficiency, but is able to be used more consistently, be like a 60 plus percent route participation type of guy. We'll see if that's able to kind of come to fruition here in 2023. On the other side for the Saints, Juwan Johnson has showed some flashes. He's showcased some touchdown upside. He had a nice run kind of in the middle of the 2022 season. We'll see what the Saints offense looks like with Derek Carr at quarterback. You know, he's a fringe option. You probably don't love him in your lineup, but if you punted the tight end position, you could definitely do worse than Jawan Johnson in week one. Moving over to the 49ers taking on the Steelers. I think these are two guys where you drafted them. They're probably lined up as your tight end ones, and I think they're nice options. I am lower on George Kittle than consensus. I just think there are a lot of mouths to feed in this offense, but I still think he's a very solid weekly start. And then for the Steelers, Pat Fryermuth, he's probably never going to be a high ceiling tight end, but I think he's a nice you know, guy to kind of finish as a mid-tier tight end one. Could take a nice jump in year three, especially if Kenny Pickett takes a leap in his sophomore season. So I like both of these guys as starts for fantasy. Moving over to the Cardinals, taking on the Commanders. Don't really love the options here at the tight end position in this game. We have Zach Ertz coming off the ACL and then Trey McBride. I think this offense is going to be really rough. The only two players I'm really interested in are going to be James Conner and Marquise Brown. For the Commanders, you know, Logan Thomas just I don't think is going to get it done here. They have better weapons with guys like Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson. Don't think this is going to be some sort of top tier Commanders offense. So Logan Thomas, a pretty easy sit for me. 
In the next matchup, we have the Packers taking on the Bears. I think both these teams have, you know, fringe options at the tight end position. People may be surprised that Luke Musgrave is listed as a fringe play. You know, he's a rookie. He wasn't really regarded as one of those like big name rookie guys like a Dalton Kincaid or a Michael Mayer, even a Sam Laporta. But I do think he's kind of in the same area as these other fringe options. When we look at the Packers' most recent preseason game, these are the numbers uh, with the starters. So Jordan Love was out there, the receivers, all of that. Luke Musgrave played on 27 of 28 snaps, and he ran routes on 16 of 18 dropbacks. That is elite usage at the tight end position. If that carries into the season, even with him being a rookie, he is someone who is going to be very relevant this season. The Packers are kind of in need of weapons stepping up. Luke Musgrave could end up being that guy. So someone who, if he's on waivers, I'm not saying you need to go out, you know, cut some player to bring him in, but definitely someone that you guys should have your eyes on, you know, if you haven't kind of been paying attention to him. And then on the other side with the Bears, I just think Cole Komet is probably going to be sitting in this fringe range all season long. We could see Justin Field take a step as a passer. Cole Komet showcased some solid games last season, also kind of flashed some touchdown upside on a Bears offense that didn't have a ton of passing volume or a ton of passing touchdowns in general. So someone to watch out for. Definitely looks like he separated himself from Robert Tunyon to be this team's clear-cut tight end one. In the next game, we have the Raiders taking on the Broncos. And for the Raiders, Michael Mayer was you know, regarded as one of the top rookie tight ends in this class. Some of these other rookies I've listed as fringe options. I'm just not super confident in this Raiders offense. He hasn't necessarily gone out in the preseason and showcased that he's going to be, um, you know, a crazy high usage tight end in year one. I think he's interesting. We'll see if he's able to put it together, but definitely not someone who I'm like dying to throw into my lineup here in week one. On the other side with the Broncos, we have Greg Dulcich. I have him listed as a fringe option. I'm personally very high on Greg Dulcich, but I was starting to get concerned, um, you know, after looking at his preseason usage. I actually think the injury to Jerry Judy is going to be a huge W for Greg Dulcich. Obviously, you don't want to see anyone go down, get injured. But in terms of Dulcich for fantasy, I think he's a much more viable play here in week one if Judy misses this game. In the first preseason game with the starters, he was actually outsnapped by Adam Troutman and only had a 50% route participation. That was not a great look. That's probably not someone who's going to be playable for fantasy. In the most recent preseason game with the uh, starters, he saw a sub 50% snap share, which is not ideal, but he did run routes on uh, eight of 13 dropbacks. So that's better. Um, but those games were with Jerry Judy. Now with Judy likely missing week one, you've got Sutton, you got Marvin Mims, and then there's really not a ton else going on there at the wide receiver position. Greg Dulcich is one of their best pass catchers, you know, regardless of position. I think he's going to have solid usage here in week one, and hopefully he's able to kind of show off early on in the season with Judy out and then just kind of forces himself into this lineup and doesn't get thrown into some sort of like gross tight end committee with Adam Troutman. If he's able to separate himself early on, he could definitely be a really nice option, you know, throughout the rest of the season. In the next game, we have the Dolphins taking on the Chargers. Really not a stacked matchup at the tight end position. The Dolphins pretty much have nothing going on here. Durham Smythe is listed as their tight end one. Definitely going to be sitting him. On the other side with the Chargers, I have Gerald Everett as a fringe option. This is pretty much just like a touchdown play. The Chargers should be putting up a decent number of points in this game. I believe they have the second highest implied points just behind the Chiefs. So you have the tight end, you know, on a high scoring offense. You're just hoping he gets into the end zone here. We have the Eagles taking on the Patriots. 
And if you draft a Dallas Goddard, he's more than likely your tight end one and someone who I think is a very nice start, not overly high on uh, Dallas Goddard for fantasy, but that's just because I think he lacks an elite upside. I think he's a very strong week to week starting option. And then for the Patriots, I think Hunter Henry is someone who's interesting, but if Mike Gusecki suits up in this game, we're not exactly sure what this split is going to look like on an offense that's probably not great going up against a really strong Eagles defense. I would just prefer to sit Hunter Henry in this game, kind of wait and see what we get out of the Patriots. Moving over to the Rams, taking on the Seahawks. Tyler Higby has been one of my favorite later round guys. I think in an offense that behind Cup really doesn't have a lot going on in terms of weapons, and the tight end position is very weak also, I think Higby can command a lot of targets. I have him as a fringe option here, but I think he is someone who could kind of work his way into consistent starting territory. On the other side with the Seahawks, just going to be sitting Noah Fant. I do think Fant is a pretty talented player. Just not sure what his role is going to look like on the Seahawks team. This is a very wide receiver dominant roster with Metcalf, Lockett, and JSN. So would not be, uh, you know, considering playing Noah Fant here in week one. And then moving over to the Monday night game, we have the Cowboys taking on the Giants. For the Cowboys, I have Jake Ferguson listed as a sit, but I do think that Jake Ferguson is someone that we should be keeping our eyes on. I think there's a possibility he kind of runs away with the tight end one job. We saw Dalton Schultz in that role. You know, he was giving you pretty solid fantasy production. If Ferguson is able to separate himself as the clear tight end one, he definitely becomes relevant for fantasy moving forward. On the other side with the Giants, I'm very, very high on Darren Waller this season. I think he probably has maybe the third highest ceiling at the tight end position behind Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. He could be the uh, number one target for this Giants offense. So Darren Waller, someone I feel very confident starting in my lineup. And then the final game of the week, Monday Night Football. Looking at the Bills here, I have been very high on Dalton Kincaid. If I miss out on those top 10 guys, he's definitely a player I'm looking to target. Week one, I have him as a fringe play. Looking at his uh, usage in the preseason, in their third preseason game with the starters, he was actually outsnapped by Dawson Knox, but still ran routes on five of seven dropbacks. I think at worst, even if his usage isn't great early on, like he's still a touchdown threat on one of the best offenses in the NFL, and I think he's going to continue to build throughout the season. This is not a strong wide receiver core. I just think he's going to earn opportunities playing, and I think he's going to earn opportunities playing more out of the slot, which could end up being very, very valuable, especially at the tight end position on one of the best offenses, really like Kincaid moving forward. And then for the Jets, this is probably going to be some sort of tight end committee between Tyler Conklin and CJ Ozama, would definitely want to be avoiding that, at least early on in the season. Uh, Maybe one of those guys breaks out. Tyler Conklin was someone who was kind of relevant early on last year, but definitely not someone I want to be looking at in week one. So that's going to wrap it up for every single week one matchup. If you all enjoyed the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Go check out the other Start Sit videos if you haven't seen them already. Over the next few days, I'm going to be going through some week one waiver wire targets. Also going to be going through my running back rankings and my wide receiver rankings for week one. And then probably one or two other videos kind of thrown in there. But thank you all for stopping by. It's going to be it for this one. I will see you guys in the next one.